Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman-Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. Hi, everybody. I'm Larry Gassman. I'm co-chair of Tech Talk here in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. Today, we're going to learn about a podcast that started many years ago. And uh, the people involved in that podcast are here to kind of tell us a little bit about it. It's a great honor because they they do a lot with their podcast and everybody knows about it. And we're delighted to have them here with us on Tech Talk. So Peter and Nancy Torby, welcome and thanks so much for being with us. And here we are. This is the last episode of our 10th year of hosting and producing Eyes on Success. So this show is a little bit different. Usually, it is us who are asking questions of our guests. But this week, we have Larry Gassman, who you just heard, interviewing us about Eyes on Success for a recent episode of Tech Talk. You can hear how the show got started, how it's put together, and much more. But don't worry, you'll be able to hear us next year. We have plenty of fun shows already lined up for 2021. But first for the tip of the week. This week's tip comes from me. What is it? If you like your smart speaker, we've set it up so you can listen on that too. So you just say, play Eyes on Success podcast, and it will play this week's episode. And then if you ask for the next one, it goes back and back and back week by week. So give it a shot and let us know how you like that. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Usually at this point in the show, we introduce our guests, but Larry Gassman just introduced himself, and you will get to know a lot about the two of us throughout the rest of the episode. Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Underwriting pairs the impact of targeted marketing with the integrity of community goodwill. Learn more by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is our show, Eyes on Success. Talk to us a little bit, if you don't mind, about because I know that you weren't radio people to begin with. You had your own vocations and you were busily working, had busy lives, and then you retired. And somehow this podcast started. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that all came about. So we actually were physicists for our careers. We worked at Xerox designing next generation printers, which was a lot of fun. And uh, we retired. And several years after retirement, one of our friends asked if we wanted to help out with the fun drive that NPR was running, that they run several times a year. And so we did that. We thought that would be fun. And everybody in the studio got excited about a blind person. How are they going to do this? You know, answer phones, enter things into the computer. And that was the genesis. So then the person who is the director of not only the NPR affiliate FM station, but also the radio reading service that they run on a sideband, cornered me in the hall to ask how Pete was able to do this. So you need to know Pete's 
totally blind and I'm fully sighted. And I'm sure many of the people listening to this show have run into situations where people have a question, but they don't have the nerve to ask it of the blind person. Well, this was one of those situations. So the director cornered me and asked about it. I'm like, Pete's fine. He can do anything with a computer as long as he has the right access technology. And so then she said, well, could he help one of our sound engineers? Their sound engineer that was responsible for running the radio reading service was blind. And it turned out that the station, both the radio reading service and the NPR AM and FM stations wanted to upgrade to a new system for running all of their shows. And this engineer was using window eyes at the time, and it wasn't compatible with the new version of the software. So they asked if I could help. Well, the first thing I advised them to do was to get JAWS. And I said, if they got JAWS, I could write some scripts for them to get them out of that problem. So I spent some time doing that. And the day I delivered the scripts, they were so happy. And the next day, they updated the AM, FM, and the radio reading service to the new software. But that got me inspired. So I volunteered to be a reader at the radio reading service. And I did that for many months, maybe a year even, I don't know. And one day, the station director cornered me in the hall again. And she said, you know, you guys, by which she meant Pete, know a lot about access technology and you speak well. I think it would be great if you did a show. And that program director is Ruth Finney from WXXI and WXXI Reach Out Radio. And we are still grateful to her for every suggestion she made along the way, culminating in us starting our radio show and podcast. And even three and a half years after we moved across the country, she is still our distributor to all of the other radio reading services through the International Association of Audio Information Services. So thank you, Ruth. So, you know, we've been talking about the show. We haven't mentioned the name of the show. And there's a little bit of a story about that. So initially, we thought we were just doing something for our local radio reading service in Rochester, New York, and how many people were going to be listening. And so how important was it to pick the perfect name? And we called the show Viewpoints, which we thought was very clever. And we called it Viewpoints for the first two years until it turned out there was a trademark conflict. And so we had to change the name. And now it's Eyes on Success. And that was a real challenge, finding a name, because by then we had a lot of listeners and we needed a web address that wasn't taken. We needed a Facebook name that wasn't taken. We needed a Twitter handle that wasn't taken. And all the good ideas were already taken, but we called it Eyes on Success. So maybe we can play the intro from that first episode nearly 10 years ago. Hello, and welcome to Viewpoints, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Now here are the hosts of this program, Nancy Goodman-Torpe and Peter Torpe. Hi, I'm Nancy Goodman-Torpe. And I'm Pete Torpe. We'd like to welcome you to the first session of Viewpoints, a radio program featuring ideas and information for the visually impaired to help you live more independently. Gosh, we sounded so young back then. We were. It was 10 years ago. So we actually had Samantha introducing us for the first eight or nine years, and we recently decided we leave her in for the breaker bits and a couple other odds and ends. 
now and then, but uh, now we introduce ourselves. So just a note on the intros, on the side of being a physicist as our careers, I also enjoy playing, writing, composing music. And the theme song is what I wrote for our son. So we call it Brian's Song. The mission of the show is to first of all, tell people about new technologies that they might find useful. So we try to focus some shows on that or how they might accomplish daily life tasks or professional tasks in a certain way. And also to share these stories of people doing successful things, overcoming their challenges and leading rewarding professional careers. You know, we blind people don't have to be on the corner selling pencils. So it's kind of our way of giving back. And so we enjoy doing the show. It's been very rewarding over the past 10 years, meeting interesting people around the world, chatting with them and sharing those stories. And one of the really rewarding things really happens behind the scenes. We've been able to put a number of people in contact with each other. So we'll get an email note from somebody, gee, I'm thinking of applying to go to school as a whatever what do you think? And we're like, well, you know, three years ago, we interviewed somebody who had that profession and we contact them and ask if it's okay to put them in touch with the younger person. And, you know, then these people can connect and the younger person gets a mentor out of the deal. Anyway, in terms of the mechanics of the show, as you all know, these days, it's easy to do a podcast from the comfort of your own home and interview people around the world. In interviewing people, we try to find out as much as we can about them ahead of time so we can ask intelligent questions. We'll go to their LinkedIn accounts, see what we can find on the web about them, just nose around. But sometimes we're fooled. And some of the greatest answers we've had from people is when we're through interviewing them after half an hour or 45 minutes, and we'll ask, is there anything we missed? So the first time that happened, we were talking to Larry Woody, who owns and manages an auto repair shop. He was an auto mechanic and an auto racer before he was blinded in a terrible car crash. And we were interviewing him about how he was able to continue being an auto mechanic. And oh, by the way, he had trouble getting hired as a blind auto mechanic. So he just bought a shop and now he runs the thing. So we said, you know, is there anything we missed? Oh, and you haven't heard it all. I used to race cars before my blindness, and I've done it since my blindness. As the driver or as a passenger? As the driver. Blind? Uh-huh. If you go on to YouTube and type in White King Racing or Trash Car Racing, you should come up with a little white Honda Prelude number 177. That's me driving it. But that isn't the only time that happened. There have been several other times where we were just about to hang up and all of a sudden we'd ask, is there anything else we should know? And this one is Ty Thompson, an avid blind golfer and past board member of the U.S. Blind Golf Association. Is there anything we missed? Yes. Would you like to hear about my hole in one? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I had my first hole in one three years ago. My coach lined me up on the hole and I went ahead and stroked it and he's describing, oh, great, right along the line I wanted you to be on. It said, it's landed on the green and then there's dead silence. 
And two of the other guys on the team box go, I saw it. It went in. The other, yeah, it did. It went in. So we get in the carts and we're going up there after everybody hit, of course. And then I literally jump out of a moving cart (laughs) and I go down there. He tells me left, left. And so I find the pin and I stick my hand in. Sure enough, there's a ball in the hole. Holy mackerel. The other thing that might be a good time to point out is, so we do manage our own website. We write a lot of the HTML being the kind of scientific geeks we are. And we recognized after collecting so many shows over the years, now there's over 500 episodes, and we do sort them by year. But it's hard to find what you want on a particular topic if you're looking for a special show. And so I put together a little search feature on our website where you can enter a topic, a keyword, or a show number, and it will come back with a summary of that show along with links to the audio and the show notes to that episode. The show notes are another thing that we thought our listeners would like. Often at the end of our shows, we talk about contact information, URLs, where you can get additional resources on the topic that we talked about. And the show notes have all that written down in a web page because we realize a lot of people don't catch that in the audio and sometimes it just goes by too fast. So use the search tool to find shows if you think you'd like to hear a show about a certain topic and wonder if we did one on that topic. You can enter a keyword or the episode number or the name of the guest. Our search tool isn't quite as sophisticated as Google's, but it works great. Maybe you could take us on a little tour of what happens from the time you get a guest suggestion and then you record him and then what you do after that in terms of making it presentable for air. Oh my gosh. (laughs) How much time do you have? So we're going to try to keep this reasonably compact, but we have actually done several episodes about how we put the show together And they tend to be year-end specials. So if you enter 5-2 and then a blank space in the search tool, you'll get all of the year-end shows. And some of those talk about how we put the show together. But for a quick summary, first of all, there's a lot of time spent identifying who we want to speak to. So we'll be searching some of the blindness forums, listening to listener suggestions that have people they want us to interview or topics they want us to talk about. So that's the first part of the hunt. And then we'll find someone to interview and ask them if they want to be interviewed. And sometimes that goes more smoothly than others. We've been known to set up an interview with three or four emails back and forth, and it all takes half an hour. But I think the record was two and a half years Because we'll get put in contact with somebody's people. And boy, these people are slow and not too reactive. But, you know, eventually we either give up or we persevere and we get a guest for the show to talk about a topic. And up until the past year or two, we've been using Skype for interviews. But, you know, that interface is a little clunky and Zoom came along and it works so much better. It's easier for us to use, easier for the people we interview to use. So we've been using Zoom and I'll connect that into an external audio device, a mixer that I have. Nancy and I each have separate microphones. So I'm on one channel, Nancy's on another channel, and our guest is on the third Zoom channel. We record that all in sonar on a Windows 10 PC. 
and then we mix that down, and I'll break it up into clips of questions and answers in Studio Recorder, which is a nice editing program developed by the American Printing House, actually for putting together the NLS talking books that you listen to, but it's very easy to use and very accessible. So I break it up into clips, questions and answers, and then I pass it off to Nancy, who does some more massaging. So Pete has already at this point gotten rid of big chunks of garbage and he passes it off to me. And then my job at that point is to get rid of little chunks of garbage. So frequently people will start a sentence and then they'll think about it a little more and they'll backtrack a couple of words and they'll repeat it again and again and again. And really, we don't feel like that's necessary. We feel like we have two choices. We can either leave in all that garbage and take out 10 or 20% of content or we can take out the garbage and leave in more content. And so I use Audacity to fine-tune all of these clips. I make sure that the sound is well-balanced. I make sure that there aren't any clicks or pops or somebody hits their microphone and it makes this awful noise. I'll take that out. Most of the ums and errs I leave in enough to sound natural and also not to make myself totally crazy. And then I generate an outline for that episode, and we get back in front of Pete's computer with the two microphones and the two headphones and the three channels on Sonar. And we record the entire episode into Sonar. As we insert some of the clips. And one of the reasons for doing all that is that we are a podcast, but we're not just a podcast. With a podcast, you can let it go any amount of time. But we do distribute this to radio reading services that have these half-hour slots. And they're pretty strict about getting a 29-minute episode from us every week. So we cut it all down and try to get out all the excess and try to make it as information-dense as we can. And as you can imagine, it's a lot of work. So the final recording process, as Nancy says, we'll sit in front of our two mics, insert the clips, and... That's the half-hour show. Of course, we have to go through it once more just to make sure we didn't make any gaffes in our recording, and then it turns out to be the right length. We may have to take out 20 seconds or a minute from the half-hour plus or minus that we recorded, and then we send it off to our distributor. And then the next part is the website and sending out announcements and posting the shows. So it's a fair amount of work. So we talked about removing garbage and some of the garbage is actually some of the funniest things that happen while we're recording these interviews and in particular we've had many many funny interactions when we asked our guests for contact information and they have trouble remembering what it is so here's ken perry a blind engineer and project lead for the orbit reader project at the aph do you want that phone number if you've got a phone number, that's fine. Yeah, their phone number is 888-606-7248. Okay. You can call them at one 888 606 Oh, 7248. Ah! Oh. You can just repeat the last four and I'll splice it. Okay. Uh, 7248. Did he give us an email? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, oh, an email? Yeah. yeah. Uh, shoot. Let me think on this oh, one. Oh, I'll get it for you in a minute. 
for email, what I found was info at APH.org. Where are you doing up here? Sorry. Get down. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. The dog just found the cat. Oh, geez. Get down. Yeah, we'll delete the dog. Just don't tell the dog we're deleting the dog. You got to love the bloopers. I can't tell you how often things like that happen. I'll <laughs> ask somebody for their contact information. They won't know. I'll be sitting here. Now, mind you, I'm working the soundboard at the same time. So I'm pushing all these buttons and trying to pay attention to the conversation. And then I get on my telephone and I'm Googling the answer to the question that they don't know. And it happens all the time. So just so you think, um, we're not perfect either. So this next clip is the two of us trying to record our weekly promo. So the folks at our original home radio reading service, WXXI Reach Out Radio, ask us to put together a promo every week, and then they air that during the week, and eventually the show airs. So we record these promos, and we've been doing them every week for over 500 episodes. And we also make a similar one for the Talking Information Center that broadcasts nationally from the Boston area. They all start talking about the content for the upcoming week's show, and then they're all supposed to end the same way, and you'd think we could get it right after hundreds of times. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpe. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpe. Who are you? I'm Nancy Goodman Torpe. And I'm Pete Torpe. We hope oh, you'll ooh. join us. <laughs> <laughs> Did I throw you off there? <laughs> yes. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. We, we hope, hope you'll, you'll join, join us. us. When we normally record our show ourselves, we do not have the capacity to take questions from our listeners because we pre-record each episode. But Tech Talk is recorded with a live audience with everybody on Zoom, so we were able to take some questions from the listeners, and that was a lot of fun. We have two hands that are up. Let's, let's see if we can get some questions answered. Uh, Marcy Duty is next. Now Hello. My question is, how long have you guys been doing the tip? Because I really enjoy that. Every time you ask your guests for a tip, have you been doing it since Viewpoints or just since I've been listening? Oh, we've been doing the tip of the week since the very first show. Um, wow. Okay. The difference is now the tip of the week comes from our guest. But at the very beginning, we were doing all the talking. I like the tip of the week because it, you know, you, you incorporate it at the beginning and then you listen to the interview and then their, their tip is given in, in the interview. And I really like that. Yeah. The tips are a lot of fun because they're not always relevant to the topic, but some of those are the best tips. You know, we're interviewing people with visual impairments and they've got suggestions for other people with visual impairments and whether or not it's related to the topic at hand. They're very useful tips. I'd like to take them and write them down. I'd like to take them for each show and just write them down because I really enjoy them. We have done a number of shows on tips and tricks, and sometimes they're for everyday tips and tricks and more often for technology. But if you put tips into the search tool, you will get an awful lot of episodes coming up with similar titles, tips for finding a job, technical tips and tricks, etc. 
Okay, looks like uh, area code 614 on the phone. Hi there. I've been uh, listening to quite a few of your programs. Thanks so much for uh, for all you guys do. And you just sound so cheerful and up and, you know, no matter what kind of a mood I think a person would be in, just listening to you, you know, would, would cheer you up. Well, thank you. Appreciate you guys. How long have you been married, by the way? Oh, my gosh. Today is our month anniversary. We still acknowledge it every single month. It's been 37 years and four months, and Pete did the math. Okay. 448 months. Wow. Wow. Well, congratulations. You guys really should be commended. You're, you're fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Eyes on Success and how to contact us directly. So if people are interested in other resources and learning more about the show, go to eyesonsuccess.net. And on that site, you'll find not only the search tool, but you'll find links to our complete archive of over 500 episodes separated out by year. And there is also contact information if you have questions, suggestions for other shows, etc. Email can be sent to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. And you can also find us on Facebook. And Twitter is underscore Eyes on Success because Eyes on Success was taken. And we also have two Google groups. One is announcements only. So every week we announce the new episode, not just to this announcements Google group, but also on Facebook, also on Twitter. And so that's a very low traffic list. We're the only ones who can post to it a couple of times a year. If we think something's really important, we'll post something else. So maybe 55 times a year, you'll get a note to that list. But then we also understood that our listeners might want to have some back and forth among themselves, and they do. So we set up a second Google group where people can discuss usually whatever we've talked about on that week's episode. Go to our website, and on the main page, there are instructions and links to subscribe to either the announcements group or the discussion group, or both, if you want. And one of the reasons for the announcements group, by the way, is that we realize that because of the wide diversity of topics that we cover, everybody doesn't listen to every episode. It's not of interest to them. But subscribing to the announcements list or subscribing to the podcast is a great way of just tuning into the episodes that you do want to listen to and that you might find important and want to share with others. Well, all good things must come to an end. This interaction on Tech Talk was an awful lot of fun. Nancy and Peter, we thank you so much. It's been a fun, terrific hour. And a lot of us have learned a lot about the podcast as well. And we thank you so much for being with us. Well, well thank you very much for thank asking you, us. Larry, and all the people who joined in. We appreciate it. It's our listeners that keep us going and keep us interested. And check out the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net for all of that contact information and other ways of getting in touch with us and our show. We'll also have a link to the complete Tech Talk interview with us in the show notes. 
That's it for show number 2052. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking with Margaret Barnhart about a book she recently published entitled Inspirational Stories of the Visually Challenged. And this covers many individual interviews she did with people who have visual impairments and how they've been able to live their lives and achieve whatever they have. So that's it for our 10th year of hosting and producing the show. And we hope we'll all see you next year when we have lots of new episodes set up already for you. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy, and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.